This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And on the day that the Premier League returns, 100 days after it went into lockdown, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by one of the Liverpool Echo's newly qualified senior journalist, Theo Squires. Theo, congratulations, mate, and how are you doing? Thanks, Wheelock. Yeah, I'm buzzing after getting my exam pass yesterday. Uh, first day back in the office today, or virtual office today, I should say, after a few days off, so ready to get cracking. Yeah, of course, you're on the, the <laughs> blogs this morning, which hopefully gives you a chance to, to watch the games tonight. You're looking forward to the actual Premier League being back. We know we start with Villa, Sheffield United at six, and then it's City versus Arsenal later on in the evening. Yeah, obviously, like all of Paul fans, I'm going to have my eye on that City game, seeing if they can drop points and the title can uh, be won a bit sooner. Uh, but it's finally here. We've been waiting for, what, three months now for football to resume so Liverpool can get their hands on the title. You think before the break, uh, Jurgen Klopp was all about one game at a time. It's always the next game that's the most important and playing the long game. Well, I think well, after having these three months, it's now, let's just get these two wins and get it done. Most definitely, mate. You're completely right there. If City were to lose tonight against Arsenal, it will give Liverpool the chance to win the Premier League title at Merseyside rivals Everton on, on Sunday. And just ahead of these matches tonight, uh, we're going to start with our first story. It concerns Raheem Sterling, the ex-Liverpool winger, who's obviously a big player for Manchester City now. And he's been speaking about the Reds. It's a story that went live on our website last night, Theo. And what's, what's it all about? Um... Basically, Raheem Sterling's come out and said that once you get that first trophy, it makes you greedy to win the next one. And I think we hear all top players say this, don't we? And it's part of the reason why Sterling ironically left Liverpool in the first place, because he wanted to win trophies and he believed Manchester City would give him that better platform, not foreseeing that Liverpool would arguably overtake City within a couple of years. But he's done this interview on the BBC and said, when you get that first Premier League trophy, you want to win it the next year and the year after that, you want to be greedy. Obviously, alluding to Liverpool, uh, saying they've been great this year. We haven't been up to the level that we know we can be, but we've got to keep pushing, try and finish second and win the FA Cup and the Champions League. So it's interesting to hear from the City camp that they could still finish second, win two trophies, and they'd be disappointed with their triumphs <laughs> unless like, they do go on and win the Champions League. And they perhaps need that success to build on, push on again so they can challenge Liverpool next year. We've seen under Jurgen Klopp how Liverpool got the motivation from previous successes. So obviously they lost the Champions League final in 2018. That gave them the motivation to go one better the year after. They went so close to winning the league last year, won the Champions League. So they had that first taste for it and won, what, two trophies already this season. They're going to win a third. And when you get that hunger for trophies, you do. It gives you that confidence to go on and keep winning. And that's why the best teams can then go and have periods of domination. So Manchester City, no doubt about it, their dressing room will be hurting for how this season's gone. Like They were so good the last two years, dominated in 2017-18, were the better team last year, deservedly finished just ahead of Liverpool. When you think how good that title race was for the two quality sides on show, and this year Liverpool have just stormed it. So for City to be that far back, when they're already greedy for winning these trophies, just it's a big testament to how good Liverpool have been. It most certainly is, mate. Yes, the 25 points clear with nine games to go is is just absolutely staggering. And, you know, it, I know there was talk in this kind of 
lockdown period of whether it be an asterisk, you know, title or would it be tainted or, you know, null and void, all those really bad shouts. Like, there's no question about it that uh, that Liverpool are, are going to be deserving champions. And Jurgen Klopp spoke throughout this time so well about this, the subject. And he, he's given another message, hasn't he, Phil? Let's talk about going to our next story now. He's he's spoken directly to Liverpool supporters ahead of the Premier League's return. And yeah, it's a story we've got on the, the Echo website. Yeah, it's basically what you'd expect to hear from Jurgen Klopp. Um, but there's all these rumours of null and void, points per game and all that stuff. He's not interested in it. He just wants to get out, play football again. But it's really a message for the fans because they might not be inside Anfield or all the away grounds when Liverpool win the title. But make no mistake about it, this triumph, when it does come, will be for Liverpool fans. Um, Liverpool, Klopp, he's just happy, delighted that football's back. Uh, the league starts again, which is great. He says we can play again and go for our massively big target again. You can tell they've been itching for this day for so long now. Um, he's referenced you'll never walk alone. Obviously, Liverpool have had a few friendlies at Anfield behind closed doors. I think it's been two when they've done inter-squad ones and they had that 6-0 victory against Blackburn. Um, apparently, they've, they played you'll never walk alone before the game. And as you can imagine, it's nowhere near the same without the fans. Mm-hmm. Klopp says we've had a few sessions and the biggest difference is you'll never walk alone without you. It's a wonderful song. It's still great to hear, but without you, it's not even 5%. But that doesn't mean Liverpool will feel the negative effect, I suppose, from not having the fans there because they know how passionate the Liverpool fan base is and they know they'll be singing you'll never walk alone all over the planet. And it's not just going to be 55,000 that you get inside Anfield it's going to be what he said a 300 400 million choir it's just incredible when you think about it like that that Liverpool still have this support all over and those celebrations that fans will still have even if they can't be the way they originally planned when they thought the season was going to be underway Klopp's still come out with the, the message stay safe support us from home there have been concerns that fans would turn up at Goodison at Anfield whenever when the title is won and break current restrictions. And he's just calling for a level of, not respect, I suppose, but it's common sense to enjoy it. But we've still got to stay safe. Uh, Reference in the Atletico game, there are some things more important than football and staying safe in the current climate is one of those. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, great words from a great man. True Liverpool legend, even before he, he leads the club to the title, which... Leads us on to our next story, really, to get your thoughts on this one, mate. Uh, our former Liverpool FC correspondent, James Pearce, now of the Athletic, has, has been speaking to another Liverpool legend, Stephen Gerrard. Uh, it's a really wide-ranging interview if you are a subscriber to the Athletic. Uh, it's been picked up by various media sources. And and one of the, the highlights from it is Stephen Gerrard calling on Liverpool to honour Jurgen Klopp for, for what he's done and what he's about to do. Yeah, Gerard's basically called for the club to have a statue built of Klopp outside the stadium. You think Liverpool, um, considering all the, the digs opposing fans will make about, oh, it's all about their history and they've got all these figures, they don't really honour that many at the stadium when you think about it. They've got the, the Shankly statue, they've got the gates of Shankly and Paisley, they had the Paisley gate um, statue put up, I think, earlier this year. Obviously, uh, the stand uh, named after Kenny Dalglish was renamed a couple of years ago. But that's about it. You think all the great players that have played for Liverpool, none of them had anything like that. And then Jurgen Klopp, granted, he probably will be deserving of a statue or some sort of honour like that one day when he leaves the club. 
But Shankly and Paisley, it was after their time had long since ended. But Gerard's leading the calls here <laughs> when he doesn't have anything like that himself, when he's arguably the best player in the course history. He's put, said, knowing Jürgen, he won't want to be put in that bracket. I know what he's like. He's humble and respectful. But when you look at the scale of the job he's done, for sure he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as those iconic managers. He needs to take into consideration when he took over. Liverpool weren't even close to being the best team in the country. They weren't even in top four. And he's come in, he's got them to the amount of finals he has, delivered the European Cup. And now he's about to deliver the first league title for 30 years. So for me, someone like Jürgen should be rewarded now. And that's such a big statement, you think about it. When uh, he hasn't won the Premier League yet. He, granted, he's made them European champions. And he's won the FIFA Cup, World Cup, and he's won a European Super Cup. But Rafa Benitez made them European champions 15 years ago. And we've never really had calls for Rafa to have a statue. And it's just Liverpool have so many legends, but you really have to be the elite to get that constant uh, tribute to you at Anfield. And when Gerard um, comes back, if he does as a manager or if this is it, you'd imagine he'll get something one day. But there's never been any calls for Steven Gerrard to get a Liverpool statue. Yet here we are, Jurgen Klopp, he's now, when he gets this Premier League title, officially one of their very best yeah, it's, I think it's a really interesting take that, mate. I think we could actually probably do another podcast on it separate rather than just uh, <laughs> mention on the... I I'm completely agree with you. I think before we, we started recording, you know, I've like a lot of people who may have been to like the museums at Barcelona at the new Camp and the Bernabeu for Real Madrid, Liverpool could do something very similar. And I think I think you're spot on. Probably one day there will be, be statues of Jurgen Klopp and Steven Gerrard outside Anfield there. Uh, onto another player, I suppose who could have been a bit of a Liverpool legend, never up to the levels of Klopp and... Steven Gerrard, but Philip Coutinho, uh, if he'd stayed and helped the club to, to win more trophies, uh, I think it's fair to say that chances of that happening are long gone now. But just in our next story, the uh, the top Spanish football journalist, Guillaume Balaguer, has, has reiterated, as I say, what we've always said at the Echo, Liverpool aren't interested in bringing Coutinho back, but uh, Balaguer's also named a possible Premier League club for him if he, uh, if he and when he decides to leave Barcelona. Yeah, I think it's one that won't make... Uh be too much of a surprise to some fans if you've been paying attention to what's happening around the Premier League. Like we've seen Coutinho being linked with Arsenal, with Chelsea, with Tottenham for what a year, eighteen months now. But it's never seen concrete. It's just rumours, speculation, and that's just because if he wants to return to the Premier League, it's only going to be the top clubs that can afford him. And Balaguer said he's referenced this interest from Arsenal, but says nothing has arrived from them. And there's been talk of him going back to Liverpool online, but that's not happening. But there is one Premier League club where something could happen, and that's Newcastle United. Obviously, they're in takeover talks at the moment. And if that happens, they're going to be one of the very richest teams on the planet. Obviously, we've got the pandemic at the moment. We don't know when the transfer window is going to open. Spending is going to be limited at some clubs, as we've seen Liverpool haven't made the move for Timo Werner. But Newcastle, with such wealth behind them, they're going to want to make a statement. Their owners aren't going to want to wait 12, 18 months for the market to find some sort of balance again to then go and push on to qualify for the Champions League or whatever. They're going to want reward um, those rewards straight away. And with such funds, Coutinho is a signing that you could see them trying to make. And this is basically what Balaguer said. He said, we know the Newcastle, uh, the Newcastle when the takeover is confirmed, what everyone expects it to be, and it will be in a new era. And he says Coutinho is waiting for that to happen. His representatives believe Newcastle will make an attempt to sign him because he is the kind of player that they can now have. 
and they should be going for players like him and Edison Cavani. So it's a very interesting one that's going on, really, when you think about 12 months ago. Coutinho and his representation was saying that he wouldn't be going back to the Premier League because he only had interest in playing for Liverpool. It'd be very difficult for him to play for a rival and return to Anfield as an opposing player. Uh, well, he returned to Anfield as an opposing player last year and lost 4-0 <laughs> with Barcelona. I suppose it is a bit different when you're playing for an English club. But Liverpool, they've grown so much since they've sold Philippe Coutinho and whether the talent is still in there deep down or he was just overrated. We could have a whole separate debate on that one, but they've outgrown him and he will need a new challenge. Now he's desperate to come back to the Premier League. You know, an elite club probably won't going to, aren't going to move for him now. As we've seen, Bayern don't want to sign him, especially not for the, the fee they've had in that contract. Uh, but Paris Saint-Germain used to be linked with him constantly. Now that's gone completely quiet. You never hear, say, a Juventus in with him. So he's going to have to look down at this next market and when it's one that isn't got the current standing but will have such finances to then push on into that standing, Newcastle would seem like a good fit. Yeah, completely agree. It's uh, probably the grass isn't always greener as Philippe Cassini has found out in these last couple of years. Uh, just to our final story, as we said at the top of the podcast, Liverpool may only need one more win to lift the Premier League title. Uh, but their goalkeeper or backup goalkeeper, a good backup goalkeeper, Adrian has, has been having an interview with ESPN overnight and he's been making it clear, Phil, that there's no chance that the, the team will be taking the foot off the gas if and when, well, like when that happens, when Liverpool win the league. No, not at all. You look at, of course, Premier League record this year, they've won what all but two games. They've drawn once, they've lost once. And just because they only need two more wins or one more win, depending on the results tonight, doesn't mean that's all they're looking to get. Adrian said that they want to win the remaining nine games and the next target, if possible, is to exceed 100 points and to break Manchester City's record from a couple of years ago. Uh, that's exactly what you want to hear from Liverpool players, the Liverpool squad. Uh, he's referenced a meeting they've had with Jürgen Klopp about going back uh, into training into games and what they want to achieve now. And it's a historic season for Liverpool and what they're achieving. Uh, it's a 25-point gap ahead of Manchester City and it's important to remember just how good Manchester City are so what Liverpool have been doing since the start of the season has been magnificent Adrian says and I think all fans will agree that if you'd said to them back in August you'll win the Premier League this season they wouldn't care how it would have happened they wouldn't have cared that they've had to wait three months for it or that um, if it had been like a last day 96th minute winner to clinch it on goal difference with the handball goal or something dodgy like that but the fact they're going to actually storm to success is a testament to their abilities um, Liverpool fans Liverpool players Jürgen Klopp they just wanted that title and now we're in a position where they're on the verge of winning that title they can now look to bigger and better things and break in the Premier League points record if they can do that which they deserve that they can carry on their current standards will be a great way to cap off the season and to keep that competitiveness in the campaign when they've had to wait so long to get back into football and then they could essentially take the foot off the pedal within 
what, a week if they really wanted to. <laughs> Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Thank you very much, Phil. Absolutely brilliant. That running through those headlines really sets everything up really nicely for tonight's uh, first Premier League games. It's just left for us to wish Jordan Henderson, Liverpool captain, a very happy 30th birthday and to point you to the fact that our next podcast will come out straight after Manchester City's match versus Arsenal tonight and after which we will know if Liverpool can win the title at Goodison on Sunday. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.